And this series is all about savage people in the Bible, not like mean or cruel people, but people who do great things for God, people who go all out and, and people who, um, and I'm excited for this and, and I'm excited to share with you guys about this. So people who don't back down or people who don't run away and people who step out and live for the kingdom of God. And so um, in, in this generation, in our, in our world, there's too many people who are, who are always trying to find the easy way out. See, God will, God will be calling you to move forward and you're like, but God, this is too difficult. Like, could you, could you give me something a little bit easier? And, and as we focus on these three people in the Bible, uh, these, these tonight and the next week and the next, um, like these aren't people who asked for the easy way out. They just follow God wherever he led them. And that's kind of what, what I want my life to be. I want to be the kind of person who listens to God and does what he says. Simple enough. Listen to God and does what he says. And, and man, it's going to be difficult, but I want to be that kind of person. I want to be that kind of man who listens to God and does what he says. So it's, it's, that, it's that time of year, you guys. Summer's, I hate to break this to you, summer's almost over. And, and you got choices to make. School is almost, uh, it's about to start back. You're like three, four weeks away. You got choices to make. While we're still in summer, you got choices to make. Netflix or Hulu? Where's my Netflix people? Any Hulu people? Two. All right. Uh, here, here's, you got your next choice. Qdoba. Or Chipotle. You haven't had Qdoba yet. It's brand new. Right down the road. Right by Pi 5. Check it out. It's similar. Yeah, I think it's... Yeah, it's open. It's open. Okay, okay. How about this? How about this? I'll give you another choice. Getting a summer job or staying at home. Summer job, people. Stay at home, people. All right. So, here's what happens, though. We get... We get to, um, oh, this is, this is an important question. Chocolate or vanilla? Or swirl? Yeah, okay. Where's my chocolate people? <laughs> vanilla? <laughs> swirl people? All right. <laughs> but, um, but anyways... A lot of times what happens, listen, listen, a lot of times what happens though, when we get to the end of our summer, we just begin to coast. Like maybe you've had a great summer or maybe it's just been a really chill, relaxed summer. But we, what we do is we, we start to, to coast. And we've talked about this here at Emerge before, but you got to know this. The strength and how you end one season will determine you, the strength you begin the next season. See, we're about to end the summer season. We're about to go into the school season. And, and I know you're bummed about that, and I get that. But I want to remind you that the strength in the way you end one season will determine how you start the next season. Uh, if you want to go to this next school year strong, then you've got to press the gas pedal this, uh, before this summer season ends so that you can start the next season strong. See, I, I hear statistics all the, time, all the time about students who walk away from their faith. 
as, as they, and, and honestly, a lot of times, and I know we have some students in here, and this doesn't pertain to all you, because I don't think this is you. You're not going to be a statistic. But a lot of times, people, as they start their freshman year in college, and I got to tell you this, if you're going into college, this is going to be the most, some of the most tempting and trying times of your life. And, and a lot of people, the statistics is as you're starting your freshman year in college, the biggest reason that people step away from their relationship with God and, the, and they stop owning is because they stop owning their faith. They stop owning their faith because they, they didn't make a choice to lead into that season strong in their faith. See, let me ask you, what, what would your life look, life look like if you obeyed God every time he spoke to you? Every time he asked you to do something, where would you be today if you said yes to God 100% of the time? What would happen? What would happen in your Bible reading time? What would happen in your prayer time? What would happen in your worship time if you said yes to God every single time? How much different would your world be? How much different would your family be if you prayed for them before you got out of bed every morning? And I've said this to you guys before, but it's hard. I know we got a lot of enemies or we got a lot of people. I've got a lot of enemies. And we got a lot of people who um, who we think are enemies or who, who, who people who we don't get along with in our lives. How difficult would it be to hate your enemies if you prayed for them constantly? I want to challenge you to do that. You got people in your life that that drive you crazy, that you may be on, don't hate, but you may be on the borderline of hating them. I want to challenge you to pray for them. It's hard to hate someone that you're praying for. Pray for that person. Pray for that person. Uh, What would your schools look like if you stepped up and you represented Christ on your campus? That's why you need to be at Engage the Campus. This event coming up, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be all about that, sharing your faith. In your public school, even if you're a homeschooler, I think this will, event will be good for you because sometimes our own youth group can be a missions field. So uh, this is like your school. So anyways, um, but what, what would our schools look like if we stepped up and we represented Christ on our campus? And I really believe if believe if we say yes to God every time, it'll change the game. It'll change the game. So. Uh, Here's what we're doing in this series. We're talking about people who say yes to God, no matter what, no matter how big the obstacle, no matter how tough the thing is facing them. We're talking about people who say yes to God. And you've got to know that camp missions trips emerge on Wednesdays, church on Sundays. That's part of your walk with God, but that's not really your walk with God. See, you've got to own your own personal devotion time. You've got to own it for yourself. I've had prayer times, guys. I've had prayer times on my own, in my bedroom, in my house, in my office, in my car that are more powerful than any camp time, that are more powerful than any missions trip time. I've had prayer like... It's like the Holy Spirit came down in my office and I was like, oh, crying and stuff. Like, God, like ugly cry and everything. Man, God showed up and he moves. I, I've, I've had prayer times that are way better than any camp experience. 
I've had my own worship and devotion times in my car that were better than any church, better than Hillsong. Like I've been to Hillsong, been to Bethel concerts. They don't hold a candle to my car worship concerts. I'm not even kidding you guys. Like, and we have to, when you desire to press into God and to seek him in these moments in your own, that's when the game begins to change. Because here's the deal. If you base your relationship with Christ on being here on a Wednesday night, that's an hour and a half a week that you're a Christian. Right, what, do you, uh, what do you do in all those other times? Really, the game changer is when you decide to worship God on your own, to seek God on your own, to read your Bible on your own. That is the game changer in your life. Not just when you have to. Not just when you're told to. See, those moments can become so powerful that they can be more powerful than any church experience that you'll ever have. I'll never forget two summers ago after youth camp. Had an awesome experience after youth camp. Uh, our, our pal Nick Rowland was just seeking the presence of God and seeking the baptism in the Holy Spirit. It didn't happen at youth camp. He was in his shower. And he began speaking in tongues. God can show up in the most bizarre moments of your life. And in, 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 in human, it'll be awesome. But sometimes what happens is we make excuses. We make excuses and, and uh, we, we say stuff like, well, I don't even know where to begin in the Bible. I don't even know where to start. Or we say stuff like, oh, I don't even have time. But you need to know this. An excuse is always an option, but God's will is not. An excuse is always an option, but God's will is not. See, what I learned that it changed, when I learned that, it changed the game in my life. And it changed the game for a man named Paul. And that's who we're talking about tonight. Paul is someone, if you got your Bible, go to the book of Acts, uh, verse 14. Paul is someone who started off. If you read about him in the Bible, he started off as a person who hated Christians, who wanted to kill Christians, who actually was a part, played a big part in killing Christians. And, And he would actually lead groups of people who would go kill Christians. And then one day Jesus shows up to him on the road to Damascus and it changes his whole life. And from that point on, instead of killing Christians, he begins to lead people to become Christians and eventually Paul Paul wrote um, about half of the New Testament. He he was a missionary. He was an evangelist, and he went around the world at that time sharing the gospel, sharing about Christ. So in Acts fourteen verse eight, that's where we're going to start. And Paul he's in this town called Lystra, Lystra, and it says this starting in verse eight. It says, "Now at Lystra there was a man sitting who could not use his feet. He was crippled from birth and had never walked." He listened to Paul speaking and and Paul looking intently at him, seeing that he had faith to be made well, said in a loud voice, stand upright on your feet. And he sprang to his feet and he began walking. And when the crowd saw what Paul had done, they lifting lifted up their voices, saying in Lyconian, I think I said that right. It says, the gods have come down to us in the likeness of men. And so what they're saying is like, oh, these guys aren't just normal human beings. These guys are like Zeus. They're like, they're like Hermes. Like they're like all these weird Greek gods. And, and then it goes on to say, um, verse 12, Barnabas, they called Zeus 
And Paul, they called Hermes because he was the chief speaker. Verse 13, and the priest uh, and the priest of Zeus, whose temple was at the entrance to the city, brought oxen and garlands to the gates and wanted to offer uh, sacrifice with the crowds. But when the apostles, apostles, that's a possible. Sorry, verse 14. But when the apostle, apostles, Barnabas and Paul heard of it. They tore their clothes, they tore their their garments, and they rushed out into the crowd crying out, Men, why are you saying these things? We also are men. They're just saying, we're men, we're not gods, we're not anything amazing, we're not anything extravagant. We're just like one of you. And we bring you good news that you should turn from these vain things to a living God who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and all that's in them. And I want you to check this out down in verse 19. It says, But Jews came from Antioch to Iconium, and having persuaded the crowds, they stoned Paul. Let me get this straight, just so you guys know. It wasn't like stoned. It was like they threw rocks at him until he died. So they took him outside, they threw rocks at him until he died. They stoned Paul, dragged him outside of the city, threw rocks at him so much that they, it says they supposed he was dead. But when the disciples gathered about him, and I just imagine they gathered around him and they started praying. Say, God, this, this man of God, he, whatever, like, I don't even know what they prayed, but they started, and all of a sudden, Paul rose up. And he entered the city. And the next day he went on with Barnabas to Derby. <clears throat> Paul and Barnabas had their best day ever. And their worst day ever in the same day. Like, here's the deal. A guy got healed. A guy got healed. And people were coming to Jesus. People were accepting Christ. And then Paul got stoned to death. Like, he was dead. Like, you could poke him with a stick, and he wasn't getting up. Like, he was dead, dead. And he, he, and he, he wasn't moving, like dead. And then the believers, they came around, gathered around him, and prayed for him. Comes back to life. What's he do? Goes back in the town. Like, best day ever, worst day ever, right? <clears throat> like, have you guys ever had your best day ever and worst day ever in the same day? Anybody? Like, you turn 16... And your parents buy you a car and you fail your driver's test, right? Or, or, or you get asked out on your first date and they stand you up. Best day ever, worst day ever. Or best day ever, you get a free plane ticket and then you realize it's for United Airlines. And you're like, best day ever, worst day ever. Like, how many of you guys... <clears throat> Like, how many of you, you like, you, you get rocks thrown at you until you die? Like, that would be terrible. Like, rocks thrown at you until you die, and like, you're done. You're ready to quit. You're done. Not Paul. Paul gets back up, and he goes back to work. Like, he gets back up, and he goes back into the city, back to where the people who just killed him. Like, if, if that were me... People bring me, like, I got, I got rocks thrown at me until I died. All of a sudden, like, I'm coming back to life. I'm going to be like, no, why did you do that? No, why, don't pray for me. 
Like, I, I was on my way to heaven. Like, I would sit up and go, like, no. Por que no? Like, no. Like, and, and here's the deal. That's part of our problem with our generation today. We run from the very thing that God calls us to do. <clears throat> God called Paul, get this. God called Paul to Lystra. You got to know that he knew what was going to happen. God knew it was going to happen. He also knew that Paul wouldn't cut and run when things got tough. There's something to be said about people who know that God is in control when times get tough. There's something to be said about people like that. Those of you guys in this room, there's a Lystra in your life. There's a Lystra in your life. There's a place in your life. There's a person you know that it's tough to talk to them about Jesus. Maybe your Lystra is your family. Maybe your Lystra is your friends. Maybe your Lystra is the place where you work. But know this, that God didn't call you to the easy. He called you to the impossible so he can do the impossible. He called you to the impossible so he can do the impossible through you. So he can do it through you. God doesn't get any glory if he calls you to something easy and you could do it all by yourself. That doesn't give God any glory. We get the credit for it. It just looks like we did it. God's never going to call us to something so easy. We're like, man, that was just me. I did it. He's going to call us to things that seem impossible so he can get the glory for it. And Paul knew that hard times are no excuse for serving God part-time. You got to know that hard times are no excuse for serving God part-time. See, we love these mountaintop experiences in our life. We love these kind of, these, these spiritually high moments where, where, but, but what happens is we run from those valley moments. We don't want those valley moments, but you got to know this, nothing grows on a mountaintop. You guys ever seen, obviously you've never been there, but you ever seen pictures at the top of Mount Everest? People die up there. There's nothing alive up there. There's nothing going on up there. Like, but you go down to the valley and there's rivers and there's streams and there's flowers and you get to tiptoe through the tulips. Like, here's the deal. Understand this, that God, the reason God brings you to the valley is so you'll grow. Sometimes you go through those valley moments so you grow. See, what if your devotional time was better than camp? What if your, your, your worship time was better than any missions trip? What if your serving time was better than any missions trip? Camp is cool, but my devotion time, like, that's legit. Like, that's the deal. Like, I, I, I go to camp to get built up even more. Like, what would happen if we actually lived that way? It would change the game in our life. Isaiah fifty four seventeen it says this, No weapon formed against you will proper. Prosper. No weapon formed against you will prosper. The Bible says that the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet. The Bible says that you're more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus who loves you. The Bible says that you are victorious through the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. The Bible says that you can do all things through Christ because he gives you strength. No excuses. What a way to live a savage life. All you have to do is say yes. All you have to do is say yes and trust God with everything. See, the only answer that we should give God is yes. 
The only answer we should give God is yes. Turning back will cease to be an option when the greatest victories of my life lie ahead. Turning back anymore, it's, it's not an option. Because I know that God's going to set up the greatest victories in front of me. They're, they lie ahead. You'll, you'll stop running when you, when you start seeing God's view for your future. See, everything that is best for you is on the other side of your fear. Everything that's best for you is on the other side of your fear. So here we have Paul. He's been stoned to death after doing the will of God. See, the greatest miracle wasn't that Paul was stoned to death and then he came back to life and he got back up. The greatest miracle was that he went back for more. He went back for more. That's savage. That's hardcore. That's tough. Most people would be like, I'm done. I quit. I, I, was, I was just dead. I'm not going back in there. Like, done. We need to, done, out of here. But Paul was like, I'm going back for more. Those people need Jesus. Those people who just threw rocks at me, who looked me right in the face and threw rocks at me until I was dead, I'm going back for them. The Bible says that as believers gathered around him, he got up. And went back into the town. That's so savage. What do, you, what do you do with the Lystras in your life? Who beat you down? Who tear you down? Do you get back up? And you, do you say, I've got more? Or do you just run from it? See, God has put more in you than anything this world can throw at you. God's put more in you than anything this world can throw at you. Students, leaders, hear me. I want you to hear me. God has put more in you than anything this world can throw at you. I love how the scripture says that the spirit of God that raised Christ from the dead lives in us. That same spirit that raised him from the dead. That's a pretty big deal. That's pretty powerful. You can raise Christ from the dead. And the Bible says that same spirit lives in us. That's power. That's savage. That's like legit right there. God has put more in you than anything this world can throw at you. Paul went back to Lystra. See, your greatest influence happens when you go back for more. See, people will question, like, why are you still doing this? Why are you going back for more? Like, this isn't like you. You normally just run. I I need to know what you've got. I need to know what's going on. I I need to know what's in your life. And that is your opportunity. What's your life that you're running from? I want you to tonight to call it by name. What's the life that you're running from? Maybe it may be your home, it may be your friends, it may be your relationships, it may be your job. Whatever it is in your life, call it by name. It may be a sickness in your life. It may be something that you you need healed from. What is it that you're running from? What is it that's attacking you that you need to destroy in your life? Call it by name. Call it by name. What is that Lystra in your life? I want to read you this later on in, in Acts In the book of Acts, Acts 16, Paul, he goes back to Lystra. And he he meets a guy named Timothy. 
See, Timothy became Paul's right-hand man. He traveled with Paul. He, he, he did a lot of things with Paul. He, he was a guy, Timothy was a guy who later went to Ephesus where it was hardest to reach people with the gospel. And he made the church grow. See, this Timothy guy, is, he's a guy that two books in the Bible are named after him. This Timothy guy, he saw Paul preach. He saw Paul heal people. He saw him get stoned to death. But he saw him get up and he saw him go back for more. See, I can't help but wonder what would have happened with Timothy if Paul would have just ran the other way. Because because Paul stepped up, guys like Timothy got their start. What would happen if you did the same thing tonight? There, There are people who are waiting for you. People who are waiting for you to step up. Here, here's the deal. You got to know this. In every part of your world, in every part of your life, in this youth group, in your school, people are looking for a leader. People are looking for someone to follow. Could that be you? Could you step up? Could you step out and take charge? Could that be you tonight? There are people who are waiting for you. See, tonight it's time to start making moves. Instead of making excuses, live your life on purpose. I just got to ask tonight, and I'm done. We're closing. I just want everyone to take a moment, close your eyes, just in the in the seat where you're at. Close your eyes, and I just got to be honest because my hand's going to go up too. Who in this room's got a lystra in your life that you need to be? That you need to? Yeah, so many of us. There's so many of us in here. We've got a lystra in our life that we've got to run towards. Things that beat us up, things that try to destroy us, but we can't give up. We can't stop. It could be your family. It could be your friends. It could be your school. It could, might be, it might even be the calling that God put on your life. That could be your lystra.